I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. You didn't halfway do this thing. No, you put blood, sweat, and tears into your book. You spent months writing. You had it edited, you got a beautiful cover design, and then finally you launched it into the world. The problem is that now you're sitting there, scratching your head and wondering, why isn't this book selling as many copies as I thought? Months have gone by, and you're trying to put on a brave face for family and for friends, but the truth is that you lie in bed at night, fighting tears and feelings of failure. You wonder if you'll ever make a decent side hustle, much less make a living as a writer as you've always dreamed. But I'm here to tell you that it's not over yet. Just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean that it never will. Now, I don't want to minimize your feelings. It's tough when your writing dreams don't quite match up to reality. But I just want to encourage you not to give up on your goals. It might seem like Mission Impossible right now, but I I assure you that there are still plenty of ways that you can make a living as a writer and share your passion for writing with the world. So please, don't give up on your dreams. There is still hope. And that's what this published and paid series, it's all about. It's all about giving you the hope that your wildest dreams are possible. Because with God, all things are possible. And we're going to give you a practical plan with God's help to get there. Now, in the last episode, I covered the first and single most important thing that you must do if you want to be published and paid. Now, if you missed that episode, I want you to do yourself a favor and go check it out now. Don't worry, I'll be here when you get back. That episode is important because it will ensure that you enter this series with the proper perspective, okay? So take some time to digest that and then come back here and pick up with episode two. Got it done? All right, well, let's get into it. Well, today I want to introduce you to the first first path to making money as a writer. And I've found that this is the one that most aspiring uh, writers think will be the path to success. And that is writing books. Now, I find that this is often because they were inspired. They were inspired by a writer that made a meaningful impression about them, on them rather, and then they wanted to follow in their footsteps. So I wonder, who was it that inspired you? Was it C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, William Paul Young of The Shack, T.D. Jakes, John Maxwell, Joyce Meyer, Priscilla Sire? Lisa Turkers, who was it that inspired you? What is it about these writers in general that inspire us so much? 
Perhaps it is because they have a deep understanding of the human condition and they are able to articulate this in a special way in their writing. Or maybe it's because great Christian writers provide a different perspective on the world. They offer hope in the midst of despair and they remind us that there is more to life than what we see with our eyes. That's good news. They also show us that faith is not a passive belief system, but something that should be actively lived out. There are so many reasons, and I am so grateful for the impact of all of these great Christian writers and more because they've made a major difference in our lives. And they are living proof that publishing books is a legitimate way to increase our impact, our influence, and our income. But if that is the path that you want to take, the big question that is probably on your mind is how? How can I follow in their footsteps? And although I can't say that I've met any of these authors personally, I can say that I am a lifelong student of success and I've invested a lot of time, energy, and effort to understand what drives results in this area. And there are three things that I want to submit to you that you must master if you want to make serious money publishing books. All right. Are you ready for the three things? Go ahead and jot these down in your notes and then we'll talk about each one. The first one is mindset. You must master your mindset. The third is your craft. You must master your craft. And then last but not least, you must master. Now, this is one of my favorites. You must master marketing. All right, family, let's go ahead and break these down, right? So the first thing that we want to do is we want to master our mindset. Now, some of you know that I actually got my start in coaching in health coaching and life coaching. And there's a concept that we learned uh, in coaching psychology, and it's called the concept of a growth mindset. So let's talk about growth mindset because it applies to any goal that we have in life, not just getting healthy and fit or writing a book. A growth mindset means that you believe that you can improve and grow through effort and practice. It's the opposite of a fixed mindset, which is the belief that your abilities are set in stone and cannot be changed. Now, how does this apply to your journey as a Christian author? Well, because you need to believe in yourself and your ability to write books that will sell. You have to believe that in the face of rejection and negative reviews. You must stay focused and keep writing. A growth mindset says, I'm going to be open to learning and growing, and I'm going to be open to feedback from others, even when it hurts. A growth mindset is going to put you in a place where you will be willing to connect with other writers and build a strong network because you know that we all need people that we can rely on for encouragement and advice. And developing relationships with other Christian authors is a great way to find those people. A growth mindset also puts us in a place where we are willing to put in the work required to improve our skills. 
It's a way of thinking about things that says, I haven't arrived. I can still grow. And because we are believers, this growth mindset also says to us that we need to have faith that God will help us to grow. We're not in it by ourselves. We are partnering with God in this growth process. So with a growth mindset, we can approach our writing with confidence, knowing that with God's help, we have the ability to improve and become the best writers that we can possibly be. And that's important and leads to number two, your craft, because listen, your audience deserves your best. (laughs) I need you to receive that. Your audience deserves your best. No matter how good you are as a writer, there is always room for improvement. Even the most experienced and successful authors continue to hone their craft. Listen, Michael Jordan was amazing, but he didn't stop having a coach. He didn't stop practicing. Even the greatest, arguably the greatest of all times, continued to hone his craft. And it doesn't matter what field we're talking about. The best are the best because they work at it. So we can't go into this thing thinking that the first book that we ever wrote is our best book and that we don't have opportunities to continue to work on our skills. We've also got to remember that it's not just about writing well, but writing for God's glory. Pause and think about that for a second. Yes, you hear me say this all the time. You're writing for your audience, but don't forget that you're also writing for God. Ultimately, this is an answer to a call and you want to bring your best to the table. In order to do that, we have to be continuously learning and growing. This means reading widely. Sometimes I'm surprised at how many authors don't read. You got to be reading other books to understand how others are communicating their message. You are learning as you are reading. You also have to study the craft of writing, right? So reading books on how to get better at fiction writing, if that's your field, or how to do better at breaking your message down if you're a nonfiction writer is really, really important. I know people want you to believe that you you write for yourself, but remember that there is an audience that needs to pay for that book, and that is an exchange of money. And we don't exchange money unless we believe we're getting value. That means that the beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. You've got to get the audience to see the value of your message. And that means that you have to invest time and energy in your craft. That also means practicing regularly. You've got to write on a regular basis, right? So I, I, I remember as I'm studying one of my favorite authors, I've been studying him for years, John C. Maxwell, he writes every single day. That's one of the things in his top five things that he does every single day. No wonder he's put out so many books. How often are you practicing? How often are you writing? So if you are a fiction writer, that means short stories. If you are a nonfiction writer, that means blogs and social media posts can apply to both groups, right? I know that it, it, it seems like it's not important, but it really, really is if for no other reason that it's helping you to perfect your craft so that you can better communicate your message. And then 
as we've talked about, being open to your work being critiqued and critiquing others' works because it, it trains you as you're looking at other people's work and you're wanting to give them valuable feedback, it trains you on what to look for. So by taking advantage of these opportunities, we can all become better writers and more effective communicators of the gospel. And the more that we improve our crafts, the better our chances of success. So the last one is my favorite. You need to be savvy about marketing. Now, this is important because you need to know how to reach your target audience. And I hit it on this in number two, get them interested in your books. Now, there's so many reasons for this, but I'm just going to cover a few in this episode. Well, first, you have got to realize that the Christian market is incredibly competitive. Not only are there a lot of Christian authors vying for attention, but there are also a lot of different genres and subgenres. And in order to stand out, you have to have a clear and effective marketing plan, right? It is not enough even if your book is awesome, it is not enough to have a great book. If no one knows about it, they can't read it, okay? So you have to create a clear and effective marketing plan so that you stand out from the crowd. Second, um, we've got to accept that the Christian market is constantly evolving. What sells today might not sell tomorrow. So in order to stay ahead of the curve, we have to be willing to pivot and adapt our marketing strategy on the fly, all right? So we've got to be constantly, you're hearing that theme, constantly learning and growing in all areas. And finally, I want you to think about this. Christians are notoriously loyal to their favorite authors and influencers. We talked about some of them at the beginning of the episode, the people that inspired us, all right? So remember that if you are attempting to follow in their footsteps, as much as you admire them, they are your competitor. So your audience is very drawn to their books. So you gotta go toe to toe. So how do you do that? How, how do you compete with a John C. Maxwell? How do you compete with Elisa Turkhorst? Well, ultimately, it's not about competing from the standpoint of I'm going to be better than them, right? But it's putting yourself in position where you earn consideration, that people consider your book when they are looking for options, all right? So when they are looking for a novel, they look at uh, this person and they say, you know what? Wow. But this, I've heard about this other person. Maybe I should give them a try. Right. So how do we get to that place? Well, there's a secret that I want to talk to you about in this episode that you really have to tap into. You have to tap into this because it gives you an advantage. And that, that, that thing that you need to tap into is TPA, TPA, third party authority. Third-party authority is the thing that allows you to overcome the inertia that's pulling your audience in the direction of their favorite authors and influencers. What is third-party authority? It, it means that you have mastered your craft well enough that you can earn opportunities where your audience is already looking, right? These are places that they already respect. 
These are places that they already look to for advice. These are people that they consider credible. And so you ultimately move up in position simply by association. You're borrowing authority from these other outlets. So this could be something like submitting guest posts on popular blogs or doing interviews on popular Christian radio shows and podcasts, speaking at conferences and events. If you can get the right positioning, you'll have a much easier time selling your books. But if you're just going up against every other self-published author out there, as well as those that are already established in the field, those that the Christian audience is very, very loyal to, you'll get lost in the crowd. So please hear me. You absolutely have to have a solid marketing plan. Please don't wing it. I encounter so many authors that are just winging it and just relying on what I call the hope and pray method. I'm hoping and praying that the right person is going to come across my book, or I'm hoping and praying that I'm going to get connected to the right person and I'm going to get the right break. Now, please understand me. I believe in hope. I believe in the power of prayer. I would not be here today without those two things. But hope is not a strategy. God gave us a brain and he gave us the opportunity to make connections. He gave us the opportunity to learn and grow for a reason. So don't turn off your brain, all right? Use the gifts and the skills and the talents and the opportunities and the connections that God has given you and build upon that right? There are some things that only God can do, and there's some things that only you can do. If you know that marketing is an area of opportunity for you, you only you can invest the time and energy in that area, all right? So if you want to be successful as a Christian author, make sure that you're savvy, investing the time and energy to become savvy about marketing. If you can master these three things, you'll be well on your way to making a living as a Christian author. All right, family, it's homework time. Here's what I want you to do, all right? Here's your homework. I want you to break out a sheet of paper, just one single piece of paper. I feel like I'm in school, going back to school. Teacher, you say, break out a piece of loose leaf paper. Do you remember that? (laughs) All right, so break out your piece of loose leaf paper. I'm the teacher today. And on the left-hand side, I want you to write the word mindset. And then beneath that, skip a couple of lines, write craft, skip a couple of lines, and then write marketing. All right. So you've got your three things, mindset, craft, and marketing. That's on the left side. And then on the right-hand side of that paper, I want you to go one by one, starting with mindset, and rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, with one being the lowest and 10 being the highest. How would you rate where you are right now in those three areas? Do you have a growth mindset or does your mind tend to veer down the path of negativity that I can't move beyond where I currently am? Are are you open to feedback and criticism uh, from other people? Are you putting yourself in a position to get feedback? Are you surrounding yourself with other writers that can help you to learn and grow? How are you responding when you get 
a negative review or a rejection letter. Those are the things that I want you to think about as you are evaluating your mindset. Then I want you to move on to your craft. Be honest. How much time and energy are you investing in becoming the best writer that you can possibly be? Are you investing time daily in writing? Are you reading other authors and studying how they write? Are you practicing regularly? Are you writing those blog posts, those short stories? Are you investing the time to become a master communicator, right? Ask yourself those questions and then give yourself an honest assessment on the right-hand side of the paper. And then last but not least, I need you to have a heart-to-heart with yourself about marketing. You, if, if you really truly want to sell books, you cannot skip this step. I, I know you want to, but you cannot skip this step. Are you leveraging the power of third-party authority? Are you uh, working to get yourself on podcasts? And, and not just any podcast, but podcasts that have a loyal following, that reach the audience that you want to serve, right? Because you need to have something in common. We're not just going on the show to be going on the show. We're going on the show to get the message in front of the right people. And if you're not yet doing that, why not? What is standing in the way? Do you need help getting booked on podcasts? Or do you need to get more comfortable with speaking? Give yourself an honest assessment of where you are And then what needs to happen so that that door can be open for you, right? So it it could be podcasts, it could be uh, guest blogging, it could be speaking at conferences, right? You want to leverage the power of third-party authority to improve uh, improve, rather, your authority and credibility. That's what's going to help you to stand out in the crowd. So rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, with one being the lowest and 10 being the highest in the area of marketing. Now, this is not the time. This is not the time to patty cake this thing. This thing. I need you to be really honest with yourself. As Dr. Phil would say, I don't agree with everything he says, but this thing I do is that you can't change what you don't acknowledge. You have to be honest about where you are if you hope to make a change. And once you've made your honest assessment. The next step is to start coming up with your action plan. Now, with that action plan, I don't want you to think far off. I don't want you to think, well, within the next you know, six months, here's what I'm gonna do. Then in the next 90 days, here's what I'm gonna do. I love setting 90 day and six month goals. They're really, really important. But, but I want to make sure that you get started on this right away, right? So putting on my coaching hat for a second, I want you to think about a small step that you can take within the next 24 to 48 hours. What is a small step that you can take in your biggest area of opportunity in the next 24 to 48 hours? That's what I want you to identify as the first step of your action plan. Listen, I don't want you to delay. I want you to get started today. The sooner that you get started, the faster that you will be published and paid, the faster that your book will be in more hands and the faster that you will be able to enjoy the life that you've always imagined. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets. 
where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.